2: That's what I always say, you always follow yeah, the money.
1: Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on V-CIN.
4: right, here we go. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money. This show is presented by DraftKings and we are live in downtown Las Vegas. Mitch Moss along with Paulie Howard. We're here with a uh, fun three hours upcoming, including Matt Eumann's Paul Stone and Greg L.A. Jones later on in the show. Wait until you hear his story about Circa Survivor and what happened around Thanksgiving. Pauly still alive, two tickets today. Bears eliminated last night. What are we down to, 80 people? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Tickets worth $115,000 each now. Yeah. How you yeah. feeling?
1: You sleeping well? Yeah, feel good. I feel? mean, I think we know what we're going to do moving forward, and uh, I think one pick sticks out as uh, obvious coming up this past, uh, this upcoming week. I have it all, you know, mapped out here. I was looking at it driving into with the stoplights. About you'll want to use this team or, or wait and, use, and uh, wait to use this team later. You don't want to burn them, but uh, uh, it's uh, it's a fun ride. And uh, that was just, I know our guy Seahawks Sanders is out. He had the Vikings. He tweeted about it. No sick for him. I know, terrible. But it's like it was a brutal week. So while we ripped people who took the Patriots. It was hard to get there with some of these teams, sure. and if you if you landed on Minnesota, I can't kill you, because I was thinking, the only reason I didn't take the Vikings, as I said, was because of the Paul charging reaction, and that Fields and the Bears knocked me out last year on a Monday night. Sure. So I'm like, that would have been nuts if it happened again back-to-back years, but it, that... If uh, Charchin doesn't say that, do you think about taking them? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because I could it's hard to get there with Will Levis as bad as okay. Carolina's. Been. Yeah. I mean, he scored seventeen points. Right. But then again, you're thinking, guys, I can't score thirteen points. I'm at home. I mean, well, th- that's I, I, one of the worst performances you're ever gonna see by a quarterback oh, what yeah. Dobbs did.
4: No doubt. Now the Bears def- defense has been better for the last yes, it month. Has. There's no doubt you cannot deny that, right? They blew the Lions game. They should have won that one as well. But that performance by Dobbs, I'm like, are we watch how are we watching the guy from last year with Tennessee all of a sudden? Where did this go from the last month? Yeah. I mean, Because it actually it looked good, and it was popping, and it worked. And they threw him into the fire, and it, I guess sometimes that can work, right? Hey, you had no idea that he was going to go out there, so just go out there and play football like you're a kid again. And it, it worked against Atlanta, and they won that game. That kind of carried over. This team looked way more efficient and effective against Denver last
1: week on the road. Yeah, that's the thing. He looked so good against Denver and then Atlanta if they just signed him off the street. But when you watch that performance last night, you say, okay, well, that's why he's been on 20 teams. I mean, four interceptions, and then he has Addison wide open for a touchdown. It was also on Addison, too. He couldn't know where he was on the field. Right. But that that was a horrible throw. And uh, it was so bad that O'Connell was going to put Mullins in. And then now after the game, they have the bye week coming up. Then they come out here to take on the Raiders. It looks like he might make a quarterback change. But I thought they made a mistake by uh, by all accounts. Jefferson could have played, but they wanted to be extra careful and, and wait and give him another week. But I thought also O'Connell had a poor game. I mean, why? It's a 12 10 game. We just watched McDermott take a knee in a 31 31 game and go, I'll go for overtime, even though the Chiefs just needed 13 seconds. It's a a 12 10 game, but at the time, what was it? No score? Three nothing? He goes for it, fourth and seven in his own territory? Sure. And that leads to three points. Mm -hmm. And then you get the field's fumble. You you win the game and run the clock out if you get a first down. He goes run, run second and 10 in a two-yard pass. Uh-huh. Horrible play call. The, they they
4: left the Bears entirely way too much time. That game, I yep. mean, first of all, I mean, it was an absolute stink bomb. The Vikings, first quarter unders now on the season, 11-0-1. First halves, they've been brilliant to the under. Monday night footballs, another under gets there. That's now 13 and one to the under on Amazing. the season, yeah. right? Uh, but if you go back, like in the first half, how did the Bears not have a lead of, I don't know, seventeen nothing, twenty to three? How did they not have a three score lead? That the the stat on Justin Fields last night at halftime, when he threw the ball at the line of scrimmage or behind it, ten times, career high for him. I think tells you all you need to know about the Chicago Bears. And I tweeted this out during the game. I'm like. Do they, are they like watching the game at all do they have any feel for what's working and what might work compared to what they're running there was it was just disjointed it was discombobulated it was suboptimal they were not, nothing matched what what the, the play calling should have been and why are you calling this kind of you know game with fields as your quarterback with the bubble screens and the shorts he's not that kind of a guy why do you have no idea who the guy is? It doesn't make any sense what you were watching again last night with this team. Mm-hmm. And when I tweeted that out, how do they, I, I stopped paying attention because every single response was the reason why they don't have a 17 point lead is because it's the Bears, it's Justin Fields, and it's Getze. And
1: Getze was like the number one guy to blame. Yes. I saw the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not, he's not taking a, a firm hold of this that he's going to be the quarterback of the future. So when it comes down to, you're going to have to take a quarterback. When you sit there, you saw and they showed it last night, you have the number one pick, and then now all things change, maybe the fifth or the sixth pick with the win. But it's, uh, you know, no creativity. But uh, as Aikman said, can you just drop back and throw from the pocket? You know, you, you you don't have that. And then you went out and you got more too. So it's it doesn't seem like he's a franchise quarterback and you're not going to go anywhere with the guy. But it is definitely encouraging what the defense is doing. No doubt about it. But 12 points on the road. And I also thought... Why wouldn't you bring pressure if your floor is? You're waiting for it on the final drive. You have him third and ten. Sure. And, he let him, and he finally was able to make the long pass and make the play. Uh, and it set him up for the game-winning field goal. Right. So, you're yeah, right. It's just uh, everyone complaining on Twitter. It was ugly. It was nasty. But it was an in-play dream again. I can't believe the Monday night football underrun again. Also, was Sunday night, as you mentioned yesterday. And uh, who had a better week than Green Bay? I mean, this is, you, you You were wrong and then you were right. You were high on this team coming in. Packers can make the playoffs. They can. And they are hot, at least playing well at the right time in a big game Sunday night. And
4: so this is all you need to know after watching last night's game. And, I mean, boy, did that turn quickly for the Vikings with that performance by Josh Dobbs. Are the, are the Packers legitimately like the fifth best team in the NFC? They're not even in the playoffs right now. But when you look at the standings and the playoffs and who's in right now, I, I think the Packers at this point are better than the Seahawks. And based on the upcoming schedule, the Packers will surpass Seattle at some point, probably sooner than later, in the standings. Uh, I don't know what to expect after uh, last night with Minnesota. No clue. The Falcons, you can have them. I mean, think about it. This for think about this for one yeah. second. If the Giants hung on against the Bills and they didn't blow that ridiculous game against the Jets this morning, the Giants would be in the playoffs. That no, te- that team would have six wins. That's not true. Yeah, it is. Oh my God. Yeah, because they have four wins right now.
1: Oh, my God.
4: That's how bad the NFC is. So we opened the show yesterday talking about, you know, that Bill's Eagles game and how wide open the AFC is when you think about Buffalo as the 10 seed, not even in right now. Very good chance they don't even get into the playoffs at this point. The NFC is the exact... Can you make a case for anybody? Detroit would be the fourth best team in the NFC. Now, can Detroit Mm -hmm. win a game or two in the playoffs? Sure, they can. Yeah. But beyond that... How can you make a case for the Vikings, the Falcons, the Packers, the Rams, the the Saints,
1: any of these teams? It's all junk beyond the top four teams or so. Yeah, and we'll get to this coming up. I mean, uh, the Dallas would be a double-digit road favorite in a playoff game. That's that's what uh, we think of Atlanta in the marketplace too. So that's again, Atlanta's whoever wins that division is going to get a home game, which is just a, a joke entirely. And uh, but. You still had encouraging signs, though, going in. I mean, Paul Allen was on, voice of the Vikings, talking about O'Connell coach of the year, and they could run the table, and at the time, he was right. They should have won that game in Denver. Sure. And Dobbs looked good, and that no-call on Jackson turned out to be huge uh, that resulted in that fumble early on and the no-call, but they, they blow that game that they dominated, and now I just I didn't see this coming that he would look that bad and have four interceptions and they couldn't do anything until the Hawkinson touchdown. Yeah. And you also were staring at no touchdown in the game? Oh, what a sweat that was. Uh-huh. 130 to 1 here and 100 to 1 in other spots. Will there be no touchdown scored?
4: Sure. I mean, that was a that was turning into almost like a favorite late in that game until they finally popped one there to to Hawkinson, but I just so I mean, do you think Dobbs is now going to be that guy? in every start that he makes moving forward for the Vikings, or... They might like, make a quarterback change. I, that's, I mean, he that's exactly what
1: he said last night. He's he, like, he, I'm going to have to look at Nick Mullins yeah, now. I know. Oh, God. This escalated quickly. I mean, this went from comeback player of the year to right back on the bench, and
4: boy. Now, I still think that that team can be a playoff team, just because it's the NFC and teams
1: have to make it. Right. Well, two of the last three are against Detroit, and then what would Detroit have to play for exactly. in the final right. game? They're $1. twenty at DraftKings. Green Bay's $1.05, Atlanta's $1.35, the Saints are even. Mm. But Vikings out here against the Raiders, winnable, coin flip. At the Bengals, certainly winnable. Yeah, they had, if you take out that fluke tip that should have been intercepted that Chase caught in garbage time, uh, Cincinnati only had 130 yards. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, definitely winnable game. Browning did nothing. Oh, did you, was a, here's the thing, though, too, about the
4: the total, and we said this yesterday. Now, it was a Monday night game, so that's going to be, like, the headline. And, hey, another one goes under. Would you bet that over if it was a game on Sunday? Again, it's 2023 football we're talking about. The entire story has been bad offense, low-scoring teams, and unders.
1: How was that game priced at 44? I don't care when the right. game's played. Well, you saw it last night. If you watch that game, that's why we're seeing so many unders. Both quarterbacks had no time to throw. Yeah, right. The offensive line play is so bad. Yeah. I mean, the, you, you, what are you going to do if you're running for your life every play? I mean, some some of those plays had no chance, mm-hmm. so they're blowing up immediately. Yes, exactly right. It's a jailbreak from the get-go. Offensive lines a turnstile, so that's why I think you're seeing this as well. And and you also you saw it right right off the bat. What was that? It uh, help me out. Was that an eight-minute drive that resulted in no points? Yeah, that, that's, yeah. he, missed a he missed the field. goal. Missed the field goal right there away. There you go. That's why we're having so many unders. You know, either I'm not taking the points and I'm going for it or stuff like that happens. It's Follow the Money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. So coming up next, uh, Paulie will run down more of the betting action from last night and win some, lose some, some of the bets that came in. There was, uh, well, quite a winner for me anyway, with a prop very late in the game. you got to love it when this comes in the way it did. And more on Justin Fields. What do you want to do in the draft? Wait until you hear what eight scouts and executives said about Caleb Williams. We'll tell you that coming up here on VSIN.
2: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury.
3: night wow winning or was it a rough one well they can't all be winners can
2: they loser you're a loser molly howard recaps the night in sports betting in winsome, some lose some.
1: looked like we weren't gonna have a touchdown hawkinson gets in there first touchdown plus 850 first and last how rare is that with the only touchdown of the game as high as 90 to one and again yet a great sweat no touchdown here at circle was 130 to one Mitch mentioned it. The Vikings' first quarter underrun continues 11 0 1 on the season. 9 3 of the under first half. The soccer bet that they like, that usually uh, they put up though on Monday night. Halftime, full time. Tie Bears 33 1. Scoreless quarter. Yes, plus 260. Bears to score first and win plus 245. Oakland Moneyline. College basketball at DraftKings, 14 to 1, they beat Xavier. DraftKings had a much higher money line than other spots uh, as they pull the upset. Denver, 5 to 1. They outscored the Clippers by 20 points in the fourth quarter. Open 5, close 12. No Joker in the game. Now, how bad of a loss is that? It's horrible. And then Westbrook got into it with a fan while the game was going oh, on. Oh, why not? Portland, 6 to 1. They beat the Pacers. Pacers now played an under, now 14-2 and two to the over on the year. That was tough. And thanks to Matt from Pittsburgh. He watches every day. He tried Portillo's for the first time. He was in the Chicago area. He happened to drive by, noticed the drive-through, only a couple cars in line, backed it up, went in, and went back the next day, went twice. Thank you, Matt. Good job. Subscribe, be part of the team. vcin.com, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and videos. A couple lose some. How about Zach Cox on Nesson? NFL teams are 50-2 and this season when allowing 10 or fewer points. The two losses are the Patriots the last two weeks. They lost 10-6 in Germany and lost 10-7 to the Giants Sunday. How bad is it? Oh, man. Oh, it's rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs>
4: And we'll see what they do at quarterback again. How many teams are worse than the Patriots right now, honestly?
1: Oh, man. Carolina? Is that the list? I think Carolina's better. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I, a little bit. I just A little bit. You might be right. A I, little I, bit. That's, I'm just well, laughing because it's, I mean, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, I, as far as I know, they they, they at least they, they like it. somewhat Bryce Young. They can't stand Mac Jones. Yeah. That's what I know. Did you see Rex Ryan? I thought he got a good rant. Eviscerated Belichick? Yeah, just name your quarterback. They both suck. What's the difference? Hey. Come on. thought that was interesting. Uh, okay, and then how about 518? The Panthers have to be the most mismanaged team in the NFL. Oh, this is for the disgusting, last- oh, man. Oh, boy. Imagine Look if this away. was like a bigger, a more popular team with yeah. a fan base. Oh, boy. They spent a third-round pick on Will Greer. They gave Bridgewater $30 million guaranteed. They cut Cam Newton. They traded a second, fourth, and sixth for Sam Darnold. They traded Bridgewater for a sixth. They picked up Darnold's option for $16 million. Then they signed Cam Newton. Then they drafted Corral in the third round. Then they traded for Baker Mayfield. Then they cut Baker Mayfield. Then they won games with Wilkes, but they didn't keep them. Then they went with Reich, and then they went Rule fired and Reich fired, and now Reich is getting paid by two different organizations to go away. And 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 uh, Tepper owns two coaches, a bunch of money. Yeah. Rule and, and he goes, Reich like forty million
4: dollars. Sure. Reich said Reich is 62 surprised me I didn't think he was that old but 62 he said yesterday this is probably it for him well why would he bother coaching I mean he's getting paid from two different guys right now and what is this now seven times David Tepper has already said get out as my coach in 2018 yeah yeah that's almost impossible that's
1: that's just demoralizing to see that list of how they've botched it blew some Clippers from five up to 11 touched 12 in some spots blew it in the fourth quarter and lost the game the Pistons have lost 14 in a row. And they're 4 and 38 in their last 42 regular season games. Oh, blown out by the Wizards. And lose some. We didn't have time to mention this yesterday. How about Scott Hansen in red zone on Sunday? I'm watching it live. I'm like, what is that noise? The alarm was going off while he's live on the air, like the good old days when we were at the South Point. And they had to evacuate the building. So they're just showing the games but there's no one to talk about it and then eventually he was let back in the building but the fire alarm is going off for like five minutes huh. while he's talking then they had to evacuate the building that's scary so stuff. so this is what yeah turns out everything was okay but he came back and uh and, and got it done so there you go and somehow they just kept the video yeah. off from the games yeah. all right well you could hear it i mean it was loud yeah if you haven't become a Pro subscriber. One last chance to sign up on the best deal of the year. Sign up Black Friday Special. Get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do through May 1st for only $60. Daily best bets, betting splits, dog videos, the betting guides. It expires in two days. Two days. What a deal. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Black Friday Special now. What do you think? I mean, there's the Bears are going to have to take a quarterback. Don't you think? I hate the play calling so
4: much. It's like well, I don't. I don't even know what they have in fields.
1: Well, that's interesting.
4: Um, this is from. Can I? This is ahead. from ESPN. Yeah. This, okay, so right now, the Bears are picking first overall in the draft. That is via the Carolina Panthers. Their pick, because they're four and eight, is number four right now in the draft. Picking second is Arizona. Picking third is New England. This is from ESPN.com. The Bears don't want to miss out on another CJ Stroud. Ryan Poles and his scouting staff have watched Caleb Williams and Drake May in person during this uh, regular season, along with other top quarterbacks. ESPN, are you sitting down? They contacted eight NFL scouts and executives who said Caleb Williams is the can't-miss prospect. One AFC executive said, quote, I thought from last year's film he would be top 10 the day he showed up. They, they said, "What do you mean, top ten pick or top ten quarterback in the league?" And
1: the executive said, "The latter, in the top ten in the league." Yeah, I love this guy, but that's getting crazy. As soon as he steps on the field, he'll be a top ten quarterback yeah. in the league. That's aggressive. But uh, you know, FOMO. I mean, you didn't get Mahomes, the Trubisky debacle. You missed out on Stroud. I mean, the list goes on and on. And the quarterbacks, you know. And then it's will you get the right guy? Which if there's not a big difference between Williams and May. But I, I would take Williams, and that's uh, to me a no-brainer with the Bears. Then you see what you can get with Fields. But then again, what do we? The worst thing that can happen here, and, and, and the listeners and everyone in Marquee knows more than I do with this. But the worst thing that could happen is if the Bears actually win games down the stretch and they keep the coaching staff. I mean, to me, it'd be Ben Johnson go get Caleb Williams, and that and, and there you go. But that I, I would think Floos is gone. Good but observation. I, Paul. I don't, There's no way they can run it back. I, but they can't. Do I it. understand the McCaskies, though. It's
4: yeah. I, I'm not so sure. They I, ha- they haven't May to pick up his fifth year option. That would cost them about 23.3 million dollars. So that's not horrendous. That's not like other quarterback money, top tier, who you're going to have to you know break the bank, give, give him 50 million dollars a year. But some of the other numbers on the guy before last night, Fields had a 4.1 total QBR with two or fewer minutes remaining in either half with his team trailing this season. Worst of any starting quarterback. His completion percentage above expectation in those moments, minus 19.4%. Barely above P.J. Walker and Tommy DeVito. And now last night well, he strung it together and he put you know that final pass to Moore to help him win the game. It was
1: huge, but I, I... Well, can you imagine if they would have lost that game? Four interceptions and you can't win? I mean, they were plus four in the turnover battle till yeah. You know, when he had the fumble, uh, he fumbled twice, but the fumble late. Uh, and, then, and the Vikings were doing nothing offensively. That's right. That's right. I mean, they're going to lose that game until he makes the play to Moore. Which, I, again, I can't believe Flores didn't send the house there and try to uh, pressure him and try to get a sack or at least make him throw it away. But that's it's going yeah. to be an interesting offseason, no doubt. I think number one
4: overall as of this minute, you, you kind of the, the thought is it's Caleb Williams. That's our guy. We're moving on. We're going to see what we can get from Justin Fields.
1: Yeah. I and, also want to see what things are like because it's always, um, you know, you, people leak stuff and you try to go after kids. And, and But I think you're going to hear this time and time again when we get close to the draft about going in the stands and crying with mom. And then uh, after one, you know, one game, he said everyone wants to be in these size 12 shoes. Everyone would love to do it. And then he also said after a loss, I just want to go home and cuddle with my dogs. Right. And then Which, he uh, write, I want to know what how that plays in the locker room with an organization and these execs. You know, don't
4: forget about the expletives on the fingernails last year before a game. Uh huh. I don't know how that's gonna be. How like executives across a league will look at that. You know, you you never know. There's there are a lot of unknowns. I would be careful. I would warn the eight scouts and executives, come down here, Charlie. You can't say can't miss prospect. I know Caleb Williams well, is awesome. Sure, look at what we
1: just have. You have you have Stroud who's awesome, and we have Young who can't play. It happens
4: every year, Paul. I mean, if, if Ryan Zach Leaf, Wilson Peyton Wilson was, was picked number I mean, two. Trey Lance yeah. was picked number three. Okay.
1: There you go. I mean, it's every year. There you go. I, I understand. You know, curb your enthusiasm. I got it. Uh uh-huh. I think Williams is going to be off. Awesome. I don't know. I can't. I don't know what to make of May, but I think Williams. I would agree. But it's but certainly, top ten quarterback the second he steps on a field is I think that's way aggressive yeah, yeah let's dial on. it
4: down just a notch here yeah I will say this that's it like the
1: Bears are they're going to try to win games down the stretch I'm telling you if they continue to win games I'm not I don't think it's a home run a sure, sure thing that they just say okay we're cleaning house uh, with the coaching staff. you might
4: be onto something there up next conference title games and college football numbers are moving all over the place And we have a total on the Army-Navy game. Iowa fans will be jealous. Did you bet?
0: This is Follow the Money on
1: VSEN. Betsgiving giving still going. All Veasan hosts, writers, and analysts competing in a week-long competition to see who's the best better at Veasan. Follow all the bets and leaderboard at Veasan.com or go to the DK Sportsbook app. Select social, then betting groups. You'll be able to join the Betsgiving Giving group to follow the action. Get up there now. And uh, you know, I went to bed, but the other thing too—how bad was this loss for the Clippers? No Joker, no Gordon, no Murray. Reggie Jackson had 35. And and they had the lead in the fourth quarter when they outscored thirty six to sixteen. How do you score sixteen points in a quarter with Kawhi, George, Harden, Westbrook? I mean, oh. I think George may have missed the game last night.
4: Did he? Um, but also they were bet from. No, he five. played. He played. Oh, did he play? Yeah, I missed. He was two, two of thirteen. Oh, that's why I missed him. Yeah. Okay. Oh. The uh, the Clippers were bet from five to twelve, but yeah. the, the Nuggets were still playing. Nobody. They lost the game. Wow. We're asking about if the Chiefs' offense is going to turn it around at all this year. Are the Clippers ever going to find it this year? I don't know. How how long do they need? No kidding. All right. So, Um, conference title games here in college football this weekend. Uh, Georgia is now up to a nice six-point favorite here against Alabama. Yeah. Total around
1: 56. Yeah. Well, they should win. I mean, again, that that is just – I don't care about the rivalry. Uh, Alabama had no business winning that game, and it was against a lousy Auburn team that was coming off a loss at home as a 26-point favorite. To New Mexico State, so George has been so good for a bunch for your know, three years running that you would think that uh, they could contain Milrow, put a spy on him, and uh, get the win in the cover. I would be, I would be shocked if Alabama wins the game. And I love, you know, I gotta love and respect Saban, but this is just, uh, I think there's a big difference between these two teams.
4: Well, with what you said there, I believe is the reason why if Alabama wins this game, they'll still get into the playoff but I don't think they're a top-four team in the country. I don't think they're one of the four best no. teams. I don't think, no I mean, way. this is not even close to one of his best teams, and I think Saban would, no. would absolutely admit that. But the reason why they would get consideration and the reason why there might still be some – is just what the guy's done and what he's built up there for more than a decade
1: now. Interesting what you just said. Um, I haven't been able to find one national guy who covers college football that thinks Alabama gets in over Texas. And we'll talk to one tomorrow. Pat Forty. They're all saying results games have to count. I'm shocked by that. Greg McElroy went to Alabama. Greg McElroy, Kirk Herb Street, Pete Thamel, Ross Dellinger, Dan Wetzel, Pat Forty, Booger McFarlane, All saying Texas gets in over Alabama. Hmm. I'm we'll not see. so we'll sure. See. Okay, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would. Uh... So
4: that's like 8-0 consensus then? I would say, give me the odds with Alabama then. If they want to give me long odds on Alabama to get in over Texas, I would take long odds on Alabama to get in over If they would win. I don't think they win the game, though. I think Georgia wins the game. I think yes. Georgia's superior. And I think they might be far superior to Alabama. Although, Georgia has been... Now, how do you look at that? I don't want to say like... Eh, because the expectations here with Georgia is that it's the same exact team we've had over the last two years. And it's not because those two teams were so good and I don't, I don't think Georgia Tech is horrendous. They never mm, blew out the rambling wreck. And I also think Missouri's pretty damn good. And I think everybody can admit that at this point. And yeah. they struggled to put away Missouri. So, the, you know, previous Bulldog teams would have been winning these games like 40 to 10 or even, you know, more significantly than that. They're not doing that this year. So they're like, uh eh, yeah. okay.
1: Who did Alabama actually beat this That's year? That's a great question. They beat Old Miss at home. Okay, it's... Is all Miss really, no. truly that great? No. I mean, I watched the Egg Bowl. I mean, it's okay. You won 10 games, but that's... You beat LSU. You thought that was a question until Daniels got hurt. But, okay, LSU was horrendous defensively. Kentucky's a fraud every year. I mean, who did who did Alabama... They, they struggled and were lucky to beat A&M. Tennessee State. They, they almost lost to Arkansas at home. And, again, Texas came in and kicked your ass. I'd say the best wins would be... Well, the best win would be
4: LSU other than that. That's not I mean, saying much. And by the way, so again, look at that schedule. The weekly grind, Paulie. Oh. The mighty
1: SEC, huh? Thank God I'm sitting down. Yeah. Look at this. Yep. 17-3 against South Florida. Beat Arkansas by 3. 24 points against Old Miss. What a schedule. I mean, this yeah. Should have lost to Auburn. I don't think any of those teams outside of LSU are great. Right. Do us a favor, Georgia. Do everyone a yeah, favor. Yeah,
4: absolutely. Win the game. Win. No doubt. Take care of it. I don't want any controversy coming up on Sunday. This is everything in me says I have to take Washington. I already yes. have him plus three fifty
1: from back in July. I mean, just do I add more now? Yeah. Don't be a moron. Put more on it. uh, uh Stanford. Steve coming on. It should be out here for the game. I uh, he was. I was watching him yesterday. Have you Have you found one person who thinks Washington's going to win? I mean, nine and a half now. Oh, this is going to touch I mean, ten. This is crazy on a neutral. Now, I, I think Oregon's the best team in the country, but this—come on now. Now, I know they're uh, the, the fan base, a little furious with the OC at Washington with the play calling and what's gone on. And Penix was also sick, I guess, for the Apple Cup. But my, when do you see this? This has only happened like a couple times going back, where you have an undefeated team from a power conference and you're, you're, you're this kind of point spread. Getting ready for a conference title game on a neutral, and you already beat them. Yep, I do agree with the money coming in on the under. By the way,
4: I mean sixty-seven and a half for a conference title game. Uh, the way that these two teams have been trending, specifically Washington on offense, I might add. Um, I think that's a lot of points. I mean, thirty-one twenty-eight is still a high, you know, relatively high-scoring yeah. game, which yeah. is possible, and that stays under by a clear, you know, well, what was almost ten points. Mm-hmm. That's a good touchdown. Now, now, can it be forty-one thirty-eight? Of course, it could. But that means you're going to be firing on
1: all cylinders pretty much the entire game. And this is where Knicks can put the baby to bed with the Heisman, too. $2 favorite, and then goes out here, wins the game, wins the conference title, atones for the loss. He actually was great in the game, in the loss. It wasn't his fault. It was Lanning. So, yeah. I mean, watch watch what happens with the Heisman. I honestly. find
4: it so fascinating. If Dan Lanning makes the same call that DeBoer did on the end of round to Roma Dunze, <laughs> and it doesn't work... Uh-huh. He's gonna be uh, people would still be screaming about it, right? But he did uh, also like does he ever do anything that creative? It was a great play it was call. a great play call. He, there was
1: two three options there. Here's another one. And I know that you, uh, which side yep. you're ready on it keeps yeah. going up. Yeah. up, up and away. Texas 15. I don't get it. I, I thought I had a, a good number there with Oklahoma State. I just okay, they were great against Texas Tech, but how about the la- the prior month hmm? right? So you're going to say style points here, but again, I what I said yesterday, I'll repeat it. Oklahoma State plays up to their competition and down to their competition. So I, I'll trust uh, the mullet here to get it done and and, and hang in this game. F- 15, Fifteen points, come on now, and oh, you, you, what a sick beat for you! You can't even do anything with your forty to one ticket. And congr- no, no, I have thirteen. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, But thanks to the listener who sent this in, too. Guy came to town in the summer at Cirque and bet the exacta Texas to beat Oklahoma State. And that's 40 to one. Now, now he asked the question,
4: too, on Twitter. What do you do here? Do you take a little bit of Oklahoma State with the points? It depends on here. Again, it's everybody's different. Yeah, you can win both bets
1: that way. Yeah, 40 to one. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I'd probably he touch it a little o- bit. You could take Oklahoma State money line if he wants as well. Right. Well, I, I'm, I'm shocked by it. Open 11 and a half up to 15. Who knows? I, mean, I can't
4: believe it. I do need to remind you, though, that it has not been pretty here for Oklahoma State since the Oklahoma win. I True. mean, the Central Florida game, that's a Whoa, letdown. Oh,
1: well, I know. I, well, South Alabama. They got housed at home by South Alabama. Yeah, yeah. What was that, 33-7? And then I just, like last week,
4: Gundy's getting out coached left and right in the first half of that game. Everything that BYU did was working and they, you know, they came prepared for that game and they were doing, you know, the bag of tricks was open from the yep. first quarter on, but that's a 17-point favorite who's in a dogfight.
1: Florida State's down to two and a half. <laughs> okay, another yeah. one. Louisville, do us all a favor and win the game. Please. Please. I, mean, I, I can't believe how many people are saying Florida State's in with a win. I, I just can't just believe it. Just by default. Yeah. No matter what happens. Yeah. It's, they're not, if they win by three, four, five, six points, okay, nice job. But there is no way, no how, you're one of the top four teams in the country. And if, I don't know what seed they would be, but if you play Georgia, it'll be over in the first quarter, hmm. which you could, your comeback could be, there's blowouts every year, but that would just be ridiculous to me if they put Florida state in. But we also remember Brahms track record against top five schools. Unbelievable. And then they're going to come in ticked off after getting beat by Kentucky. What'd you see, Army Navy? Uh, total twenty nine and a half. Okay. On the opener. All right, I played under thirty. Now so thirty. Now, yeah. With the streak ended last year, but it went to overtime. Overtime. So that was still right. It only that got was, I think we had fourteen straight unders or
4: what? Seventeen yeah. straight unders, whatever it was. I think it was last year ten ten going to overtime. Yeah. And they exploded exploded, <laughs> in overtime then yeah. to go over. Uh
1: huh.
4: Right. So twenty nine and a half is the opener. Again, Iowa fans are just like, oh God, can we play in one of those games once? What would you make Iowa Navy for total?
1: I think Iowa uh, Army is shorter. Iowa, yeah. at least okay. throws the ball a little bit. But I'm, I'm, I'm not yeah. joking
4: around. Like We really need to see Iowa LSU. And Daniels comes out and says, yeah, I'm going to play in the bowl game. That's got to be a bowl game. I would say Iowa USC, but there's no, Caleb Williams is going to play in a bowl game. I can't imagine that. Yeah. Hey, these numbers are just, they're so big this week.
1: Uh, uh, the movement, I know. I think uh, they're all too high. Tulane keeps taking money, but they, the quarterback's yeah. out for, uh, Paul Stone's son's out for uh, SMU. Right.
4: So, yeah. VEASAN host Matt Humans on the program coming up next. We'll get his take on uh, Oklahoma and Texas and other games for the week coming up next year on Beeson.
0: Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree.
1: This
3: is Follow
1: the Money on VSEN. Hey, ask the Clippers. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant. No matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting $5 on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. The play-in tournament continues tonight. Use code FOLLOW. Great menu, unbelievable props and creativity with Avello at DraftKings. The crown is yours. Go get them. This is a little bit of everything here on the network.
4: Matt Humans joins the program now, v host. He's in Hawaii for the you know Maui Invitational. He comes back, does his show at night, does our show last Friday morning, he comes back and does the circuit Invitational. That's like three shows in 24 hours. Uh, he is beast mode. Matt Humans now on the program. Uh, thanks for the time, Matt, as always. Thanks for filling in last Friday, by the way. We appreciate that. What do you have for us for an update on the Friday night show with the new leaderboard here?
3: Yeah, we're off a really good week in the Friday night contest. There was a lot of Twitter critics chirping about the uh, records not being that impressive. We had uh, a lot of guys uh, did really well in uh, Week Twelve, and that's top of the leaderboard right now. We got Jeff Petch, the Mad Russian, Sir hmm. uh twenty twenty one runner up, and uh, Kenny White is tied with him for first. Kenny, longtime Las Vegas odds maker and handicapper, and uh, let's see, what was Petch? I think he was five one and one. Or five and two last week. And uh, Scott Pritchard right now in third Las Vegas pro better. And how about the average Joe Weston Stratman out of Nashville, Tennessee, average Joe competing against the pros and he is in fourth. He jumped up the leaderboard with a, uh, I think a six and one oh, last good for week. him. You know, and I've got to, uh, I've got to give Chris Felica, the bear, his props too. Uh, the bear right now, I believe is in uh, let's see, fifth, fifth or sixth place. but, Ten and two on his best bets. We do seven Ooh. plays. You designate one as the best bet, and the bear is ten and two on the best bets. And going back to last season when he won it, twenty three and seven wow. on the best bets, and that's difficult to do. Yeah,
4: yeah, that is excellent. Hey, we were just talking about the conference title games this weekend in college football. These numbers, Matt, almost all of them seem like they're a touch high. The Pac twelve game is that going to touch ten? Now Texas up yep. to fifteen against Okie State. What do you? What is your? What do you have here on these two games?
3: I mean, I'm going to be really tempted to bet Washington if that number gets to 10. Uh, feels like that's inflation. You know, if, if you can get Alabama plus seven, I might do that. I'm not sure it's going to get there. But I did take 15 with Oklahoma State. And, um, you know, a lot of times you want to bet the opposite of what you saw last. You know, re- mm-hmm. remember how bad Auburn looked two weeks ago against New Mexico State. Then Auburn comes back, plays the today game. I still don't know how Alabama won that game against Auburn. On Saturday that was miraculous but um, I I think Okie State is off a really poor performance for the most part trailed uh, BYU by 18 had to come back and win the game in two overtimes but Mike Gundy is much more dangerous in the dog roll the numbers show it he's got Ollie Gordon the nation's leading rusher how about this Ollie Gordon who's who's looked like Barry Sanders or Thurman Thomas here the last uh, two months 1,580 yards rushing he had only 19 carries in the first three games when the Cowboys got off of that poor start. Texas is off its A game, trashed Texas Tech, and uh, I, th- I think this is going to be a much tougher game here. I'm, I'm going to take the uh, 15 with the Cowboys in the Big 12 title game.
1: I do have to give Lanning a lot of uh, respect and kudos here. Oregon never had a letdown all year. I mean, since right. they um, since the uh, you know the tough loss to Washington though as well, they've been perfect. And I know the, what well, I think they only won by nine against USC, but they were, they were two late garbage touchdowns as well. And then that performance last week was unbelievable to hold Oregon yeah. state to seven and what they did. Do you uh, think Nix is the Heisman winner?
3: You know, it's Nix or it's Jaden Daniels. If you compare the numbers, Jaden Daniels has got incredible numbers. You yep. can compare the past Heisman winners. I think you got to give him serious consideration to me. It's like a coin flip at this point. You know, Bo Nix might get it if he has a big game in the, Pac 12 championship, I think he'd probably become the favorite. But you're right about uh, Dan Lanning in Oregon. He's kind of brought that SEC defensive toughness to the Pac 12. And that's what sets the Ducks apart. The, the only game I was a little bit disappointed in Oregon was the USC game, where I felt like the Ducks should have blown out the Trojans and they didn't do it.
4: That's fair enough. Follow the money here on Vison yeah. the Sports Betting Network. Matt Human's our guest. How about in the NFL? Now, this is not an easy spot for the Eagles. We all know this. I mean, the defense has been on the field now for a long time. The last two games, more than 160 snaps. I don't know how they won either one of those games. And they come out you know, ahead against uh, Buffalo and KC, 10-1 and one on the season. Now they're 2.5-point dogs against the, the Niners. Uh, do you still want to lay it here with San Francisco on the road?
3: Yeah, I'm going to lay it. I'm, I'm playing the 49ers here. No, let's go back four games on the Philadelphia Eagles. Starting with Sunday, outgained by the Bills 505 to 378 on the field for 92 plays. Monday night, outgained by the Chiefs 336 to 238. Previous week, outgained by the Cowboys 406 to 292. Previous week, outgained by the Commanders 472 to 374. Eagles have been outgained by 437 yards. That's 109 yards per game over the past four. And right now on uh, DraftKings, Jalen Hurts is the NFL MVP favorite at plus 125. I don't know how. Hurts has 14 turnovers. He had eight all of last season. I just think Philadelphia's been playing with fire too much here, and I'm going to go with the 49ers who are, I think, starting to peak.
1: Great point about uh, on the field for that many plays in the overtime game. Uh, And it's in this turnaround here against a well-rested San Francisco team. How about the Chargers taking on the Patriots?
3: Well, Mac Jones has uh, become a complete disaster. And I think the uh, Patriots coaching staff screwed him up a, a year ago when you put Joe Judge and Matt Patricia in charge of the offense. You can't salvage that situation now with those quarterbacks, Jones and Bailey Zappi. I, you know, even as bad as the Chargers defense is, they held the Ravens to 13 points for the majority of that game until the Zay Flowers TD run late. I think under 40-and-a-half's got to be the play in the Chargers-Patriots game. I just don't see how the Patriots' offense is going to put up more than 17.
4: So are you still pondering the Packers, even though that seven mm-hmm. is gone?
3: Uh, seven might come back. I'm going to okay. be patient. I'm not going to grab it yet. You know, you look at the Packers, and I, I touted this team in the offseason. I felt like a fool when they were 2-and-5, but they won three of the last four, and four of the Packers' losses are 5-and-6. Four of the losses by four points or fewer they can go back and look at some of those games they should have lost at Atlanta by one Raiders by four. Yep. Broncos by two Steelers by four. I think the Packers are starting to put it together a little bit. And if you look past this KC game, Packers have the Buccaneers and the bears at home, the giants, the Panthers, the Vikings on the road. Hey, this is a team that can still win eight or nine games, maybe nine games is realistic. And, um, This game Sunday night against the Chiefs is big The Chiefs playing back-to-back road games. Uh, They've been a little bit sluggish offensively. Uh, I think it's probably a pretty good spot for the Packers on Sunday night, but I do want to get seven if I'm going to play
4: that one. College basketball action tonight. Good game. Two top top 25 teams in action. Kentucky scored in triple digits, but that was against Marshall over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Miami's good again this year. Final four team, they're top ten. Kind of big dogs tonight at Rupp. Uh, Too many points here to be laying with Kentucky in your opinion?
3: Well, I did take six with Miami. I, I, these are not big bets for me in college hoops tonight, but I did play you know, one unit on Miami. Nigel Pack is off a 28-point game against Kansas State where he made seven threes. The team is 12 for 24 from three. And this is one thing that disappointed me with Kansas and the Maui Invitational. Jayhawks don't have a lot of guys who can shoot from the perimeter, and that's going to be a problem for them over the course of the season. Miami's got that. Right now Miami's shooting 45.8% as a team from three. And I do like this Kentucky team. Mitch, I know you watch Kentucky closely. Um, How do you feel about Calipari's uh, crew? What do you think the upside is for Kentucky?
4: I I think the upside here, finally, for the first time in a long time, is to go on a deep, deep run. The problem is, can we trust Calipari not to screw it up? (laughs) They're completely loaded, Matt.
3: Yeah, I think this Kentucky team's got a lot of potential. I like it a lot, too. This is going to be a tough matchup with Miami. A week ago, Kentucky struggled to put away St. Joe's. Mm -hmm. I think uh, the Wildcats are going to struggle with the Hurricanes in this matchup, too.
4: And quickly, you watched, again, you were in Maui, you watched Syracuse. They threw up a couple of clunkers, but you like them tonight against LSU?
3: Well, Syracuse ran into a buzzsaw against Gonzaga last week after I talked to you guys. The Zags got hot from the floor. The Syracuse team, Red Autry's doing a good job coaching these. It's a young Syracuse team. Lost to Tennessee and Gonzaga. Those were two... Uh, elite teams and Maui and then came back to beat Chaminade by 50 I think Syracuse is a better team than LSU okay. Tigers might have the best player on the floor and Will Baker the transfer from Nevada 7-footer who's got a great touch on his shot 16 points, 6.5 rebounds uh, so far but if you can contain Will Baker you can beat LSU and I think Syracuse minus 1.5 is the right side there
4: Fair enough uh, Matt, great spot as always. You can follow him on X. He's Matt uh, at matthumans 247 His show is called VSIN Tonight. Nine o'clock Eastern, six Pacific, right here on VSIN. Thanks, Matt. Ha- have a good week.
3: Okay, you bet. Thanks. There Thank you. you go.
4: A little bit of everything college football, NFL, college basketball tonight as well. This is VSIN's Follow the Money on the DraftKings Network. Plenty more coming up today, including Go Joe, Dan Lebitard, and Ross Tucker. And here at VSIN, Paulie and I work with the sharpest betting experts in the business. You can check out all of our best analysis at the website, which is vcin.com. Follow the Money has two more hours coming up here on VEASAN. And at the top of the hour, we'll touch on some updated numbers in the NFL and we'll share what point spreads would look like if the NFL playoffs started today. That's next here on VEASAN.
0: watch what you want when you want immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4k picture and sound for every budget with sizes for every room find your perfect phillips roku tv today online or at your local walmart and sam's club hi i'm antonia blythe and this is 20 questions on
3: deadline joining me today is allison Bree.